Many of us have been taught to look outside of ourselves for how to feel better. While there's a place for practitioners and medicine at times, there is so much more to it. This Q&A shares how you innately have more healing power than you may know. Hello, and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to today's Q&A. I hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you may find yourself. And we're in a season right now where the seasons have shifted and I feel like autumn, no matter where you are in the world and when autumn comes to you, where it is a very potent time for the body and it places a lot of stress on the body to be moving from the summer season into the autumn season. We, especially in Canada, we have really warm days and then very cool nights and then another warm day and then maybe a a warm night and then a cool morning and rain and sun. It's just a very big mixture. Frost is thrown in there somewhere as well. And when we think about what that does to the body when temperatures are rising and falling 10, 15 degrees Celsius in a swing, that has an impact on our body. And so very often we will see that's when people start to have a little seasonal cold, the the leaves are falling and things are starting to decompose in the gardens and things. So the carbon levels are different. So it's impacting our bodies in that way as well. We're taking that in just as in the spring, there are seasonal allergies in the fall. It's a different kind of mixture. There's so much that plays into it that we're taking in to our bodies. And we don't realize very often that all this stuff is going on because our life is busy. And we mix in with that school starting up, people congregating indoors, spending more time inside. And all of these things come together to create a perfect place to give our bodies an immune system upgrade. That's what I love to call it whenever we may have some kind of sniffles or cold or even a flu. And the severity to which we have these things is typically connected also to obviously our overall health, but also where our immune systems are at in the first place and what kind of stressors we're facing, what kind of uh, experiences are life like. It all plays a part in our overall health. Whether or not we want to believe that, it is the truth. We are... We are just these these beings that are out there living our lives, and we are also emotional beings that are living an inner life as we are experiencing all of this. And so certainly the things that we're eating impact us if we're really eating a very low acidic, high whole food, nutrient-dense diet, that can help us give our body a lot more strength to be able to come through these seasons and seasonal changes and various viruses and colds and things that come around. 
And that doesn't mean, oh, you're never going to get sick. Because ultimately, because we are human, this is how our body stays strong, is keeping our immune system in a place where it is aware of what's happening and getting strengthened at times. And so for it to be strong, just like building muscle, you need to put pressure on it and you need to stress it for a time. The same thing happens for our immune system. That's the way I like to look at it anyway. Now, as we think about all of these things, we have been taught to look outside of ourselves to experts to help us along how we can heal when we're going through these things. We want to make sure what the severity level is from that. And that's why I'm so grateful for our medical community and for the people who are practitioners to help us feel our best, to be able to help us assess where we're at. And that's why I'm a very big proponent for having annual blood tests and medical checkups and really checking into how we're doing so that we don't let anything slip by. And at the same time, we want to do this in a combination with also doing our own self-check-in, knowing how we feel internally, emotionally at any given time. When we have some kind of response where we're under the weather. And and this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like colds and viruses and things like this that just happen every single year. The more serious chronic illnesses and things, obviously you're going to be getting tested and doing different things with your medical practitioners to guide you through those processes. But for these things where we all experience little colds from time to time, and they can be big or small, depending on where we're at in our own stress cycle, our own busyness cycle, and also the season of life we're in. For instance, when you have small children who are starting to catch a lot of things, like every little thing that comes along, that's their body getting stronger and growing their immune response. And so if we're a parent or caregiver, we're Oh, we're surrounded by all of those beautiful germs and it's so much fun. And we're probably not sleeping as much because they're not sleeping as much. So it, it all comes together. So it does depend on this, the season of life that you're in. But I'm talking about these types of things that, that we're experiencing. Certainly the whole concept of self-healing that I'm going to dive into quickly here can also impact major chronic illnesses. And I know this from having beautiful conversations with friends of mine in the medical community, with doctors, with nurses, with my own aunt who worked as an intensive care unit nurse in downtown Toronto for her whole adult life. She would tell me about how people would come through things that you would never imagine they could even come through, miraculous things that would happen. And it always helped her wonder well, I wonder what was at play there. And, you know, sometimes she would talk about these exchanges she would have with these people. And there was just something to be said for people who were involved in the healing process by how they carried themselves through it, through maybe a faith practice, through just so many different things. And so it just, it raises questions, which is why I wanted to have this episode here, just to raise what actually does happen to us biochemically if we are not feeling well, and how we can impact that in any way. Our self-healing response only works when our parasympathetic nervous system is active. And what that means is when we are relaxed. So often when we're not feeling good, like if we're really feeling 
down and out under the weather, or if we're worried about how we're feeling, that creates anxiety. And that puts us into a state of fight or flight, or in different terms, what that means is your sympathetic nervous system is activated. And that is a place where your body's on high alert. You're hypervigilant. You're waiting for the next shoe to drop. That is a place where your body is not fully capable of really regenerating and feeling at ease to heal. And so the parasympathetic nervous system is the thing that activates that. Of course, there's so much mystery to how this all works because everybody is different. But here's the thing. There is something called this placebo effect. And whenever you're looking at, or if you've ever heard of anyone looking at medical studies where they have a placebo group and then they have the group where they're actually doing whatever the healing modality is or the the item that they're giving them to to help improve how they're feeling this placebo effect it's basically an idea that can be connected to hope take this medicine and it's going to make you feel so much better and a placebo would be if there's really just nothing in it it's just like a syrup of some kind there's really no healing medicine in it at all but the person who takes it starts to feel hope that oh okay medicine. Okay. And just that thought of, okay, this is going to make me feel better. You start to relax. Your nervous system calms down a bit, right? It leads to that relaxation. And then once your body is in a relaxed state, it can start the healing mechanisms that are in place. Your body is so incredibly wise. And that's why I choose to believe that our bodies were designed by an intelligent designer, (laughs) divine creator, that knows how everything operates. And truly, when you look at medicine, the whole field of medicine, very often it is in giving the body what it needs in order for the body to heal itself, which is why if people go for a procedure, they go, they may have some kind of surgical procedure, let's just say, and then they are put into their hospital room and then they're taken care of and they're fed and all of these things, and they are told to rest, right? They have to rest so that the body can heal from whatever it just experienced. And if you've ever had something not so severe, like a cold or something, and you just, you feel exhausted, that is a signal from your body saying, you need to rest because your body all of the white blood cells are going to town trying to get rid of whatever it is going on in your body that's making you not feel well. And so your body is using all the energy for that. So you need to lie down and rest and not do anything else, right? So that's your body's signal to you. And so when you're resting, your body is gone to work, starting to heal itself, but it can only really do that when you're resting. If you are pushing through and no, no, I have this thing to do and that thing to do and I have to go, 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 go you're really working against your own body's healing mechanisms. So that's a little bit about the sympathetic nervous system. And there is this thing, like I was saying, this placebo effect. What happens is when you have the belief that maybe it is possible to heal, that gives you the relaxation feeling and that allows your body to start the the healing systems and mechanisms in place. And then... Also, when you get support from someone who is working alongside of you, and this could be someone like 
a caregiver in your home. It could be your partner. It could be, if you're younger, it could be a parent. It could be a friend who's come to like make you chicken soup or something, you know, some miso soup in my case. I love miso soup. I feel it, it's very, very healing. And, and they're taking care of you and they'll maybe run you a nice bath or they'll, they'll, you know, put a hot water bottle under your feet and they'll put on some soft music and they'll just say, Hey, if you need anything, I'm just in the other room. You just rest. The feeling of being supported also activates your parasympathetic nervous system and gives you that ability to just like, Oh, okay. I don't have to be hyper alert. Someone's taking care of me. I'm going to be okay. And the next thing I want to say is your intuition is a big part of this as well. At the end of the day, nobody really knows how you're feeling as much as you do. We can take blood tests and brain scans and MRIs and CTs and all of these things. And it's like, oh, this is what is happening in the body. And no one knows how you really feel, right? There have been times where people have had procedures done and everything's looking great. And then it's like something feels off something feels off. And so always trust your intuition and go get checked out if you're feeling like something's off. And the uh, the reverse is also true, right? People may think, oh, well, this is happening. That's happening. I don't know. Like, how are you really doing? But you just have this sense that, no, I really feel like I am improving. And so I'm going to just stay on this healing journey. And I'm going to take the space to rest because I know that is what I need right now. Trusting your intuition is incredibly, incredibly powerful. And I believe that just as I believe we were created by a higher intelligence, I really believe that the healing power that is in us is the presence of that divine love. And I believe that it activates something within us that gets our natural relaxation responses moving. And so really knowing yourself is so, so important. Yes, get guidance, get assistance, get a professional opinion for sure. But trust yourself. Trust yourself first to know to do that. And then also trust yourself to ask for second and third opinions as well. It's so important because no matter where you are in the world, there's so many beautiful helping professions in the medical community. They're doing wonderful things and they are very overburdened in many cases by so much going on. So even though I'm sure in most cases things are not missed, little nuances to how you're feeling are really only going to be felt by you. So being aware of that and calling attention to them and getting support with those is really important. But knowing that when you rest, when you slow down, and when you give your body the time and the space to really heal, and if you're able to do so, take some deep healing breaths and be in relaxation, that is a gift that you give to your body. You know, especially if you feel like, oh, you're maybe coming down with something, but, oh, you know, it's it's too busy. I can't slow down. Really, you're giving yourself time back when you take time to rest. And so I really believe that when you trust your voice, your body benefits from that. Because we've all heard stories about people who have done uh, what we thought are incredible things with their physical lives, like maybe they're marathon runners or they're, you know, they're athletes of some kind, and they they seem like the picture of health. And then you hear of them falling ill with something serious, and you think, whoa! But they were so healthy. We don't know what their inner life was like. 
right? There's so much that we don't know. Only they know and maybe the people closest to them. But I've heard this beautiful saying, and it says, no amount of kale (laughs) will counterbalance chronic repetitive stress response. That really stayed with me as I've walked along the path with some people with their health and some people who it was far too late in their journey for them to do anything about it. I realized that, okay, just throwing kale at this, I don't know, is that really going to help? Like, I love kale. I am a big kale lover. My kids will tell you. What's going on inside us, though, the stress we may be feeling does have an impact. We may not see the result of that right in this moment. So I'm a really big advocate for things like meditation and any kind of relaxation technique that allows you to slow down, calm your nervous system, and tune into really how you're feeling. Ultimately, diagnosing the real reason why you're sick is the beginning part. Thinking about what activated your stress response that lowered your immune system, that caused you to get sick? Like, what is the thing? Could it be perhaps holding on to some stress, not ever saying anything about it, feeling like I, there's no way I can actually speak this truth because it's it's going to be too painful to do, and so you keep it inside, and that creates a stress in your body. It could be that you're feeling very lonely. Loneliness can actually create stress as well. Being in community is one of those great activators of endorphins that help us feel lighter and more relaxed. So building and nurturing healthy relationships is truly a foundation for great health because a state of love activates oxytocin and other healing properties in your body. Here are some questions that you can ask yourself Now, wherever you're at, no matter how you're feeling, because they will be insightful to help you create that community and that environment for yourself to be able to go through these little ups and downs of, you know, occasional illnesses and things like that with a lot more grace on yourself and a lot more resilience. The first question you might want to ask yourself is, what about your relationships is causing you stress? Is there anything causing you stress in your relationships? The next question, do you have a soul community? Some people that you can come to, no matter how you're feeling, to get that support and to give support to others. Do you feel loved? Do you feel like you belong? And do you need to set boundaries? This is such a big one for many of the women who I have the privilege of connecting with. We, and I've talked about this before so many times, but we as a culture have placed a lot of the emotional support responsibilities to women. And no matter whether women are at home or whether women are working or they're business owners or they're artists or whatever they, the case, when they're in, even in a friendship, in a, in a home, even if they're um, single, not a parent, there is that element of relying on the woman for the nurturing. And yes, so many women have that nurturing quality about them and it's so beautiful. And as a result, it can be easy to overburden people 
who have that desire to nurture. And so it can be very challenging to set boundaries. So I want to invite you, if you are a woman listening to this podcast, look at your boundaries really closely. A, do you have any? B, how do they need to be revamped? Right? Like you get to have some agency with this. And having boundaries is the most loving thing that you can do for yourself and those around you. It's something that really came into play when I became a mother. And it's one of the greatest gifts I believe motherhood gave me because I was forced to draw a line in the sand for me to be acting in my best well-being to also be able to learn to say no to some things like a gracious no, (laughs) Uh, maybe later, but a no for now, because then it allowed me to show up more fully to care for those who really, really needed me to care for them, these tiny little humans. And then as they grew, I taught them how to draw boundaries and also shared my boundaries with them. And of course, with my partner to be able to say, hey, look, let's all work together so that nobody is overburdened with the emotional and home life responsibilities. It's something all of us can do. And it's something I love to support women through and guide them through because A, I've been there and B, I've witnessed so many beautiful stories of people creating these boundaries that have opened up a whole new level of deeper relationships, well-being, being able to go after their dreams and do so with no guilt, but with a whole lot of encouragement and safety in doing so. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Albert Schweitzer. And it's so interesting because I feel like it mirrors what being a health coach has been for me. And that is, he says, it's supposed to be a secret, but I'll tell you anyway. We doctors do nothing. We only help and encourage the doctors within. <laughs> oh, I just love that so much. It's like he's inviting us in that quote to be the medicine that helps you heal yourself. Truly, illness can be an opportunity for spiritual awakening. And it's it's a time where you're forced to slow down. I just was in conversation with a couple of people who got some kind of really big cold or a flu or something like that. Of course, now the flu is making a, its comeback here as we are in October in the Northern Hemisphere. <laughs> And each of them said, oh, I knew I was pushing myself too hard. This is my body telling me to slow down. So imagine if we draw the boundary now while we're feeling pretty good, or maybe just, you know, heading towards feeling overtired, saying, whoa, boundary, line drawn in the sand, let's slow down now so that our body doesn't have to get our attention. As you approach this season and all throughout the year, Just know that your body is incredibly wise. It's incredibly powerful. You can trust it and you can trust yourself to be a part of the healing process. And I hope that what I've shared in this episode gives you some tangible things that you can do, but also a whole lot of hope that you can navigate these times that come about occasionally with a lot more grace on yourself, with no guilt and not beating your head against a wall as you, oh no, what what did I need to do differently? Just knowing that you're on this human journey and this is part of it and we get to hold each other through this process. You always have the option to work with me one-to-one 
for your personalized wellness and self-care accountability. And I have a brand new way of working with me that is excellent for your on-the-go schedule that doesn't take a whole lot of your time, but that gives you some support on your wellness journey. You can learn more and apply at the link in the show notes. And also you'll see a link there to learn about my new app and how to find your self-care sweet spot in a beautiful community of women who are desiring their highest well-being as they move through the seasons of their life. I'm sending so much love to you and I hope you have a happy, healthy rest of your week. We'll see you on another episode. Big blessings. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.